All right. And we're back. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, like like you're saying, I, I think just um that whole enlightenment, it just takes it's not like an overnight, but for you actually it happened pretty fast. But I know for me it took me a while to figure all this stuff out. I went through different journeys of ego and like me wanting to be certain uh, I guess I was influenced so much by the culture here that I wanted to be something that I wasn't supposed to be, you know, like, mm, I get it. And I was like, when I figured out like, Hey, all of these wants and all these projections that I had in my mind were all be downloads from that. They were given to me through television, through videos, through music. And I was like, I started taking all those layers down little by little. And it all happened around, well, it happened gradually, but in 2000, Back in 2000, when I was into the music, I wanted to be an artist, a producer and all this stuff. And I was like, nah, nah, something told me, go back home and regroup. And then I, you know, I went back to college and all that good stuff. But then over the years, I started like, first of all, uh, I think for, I'm a Catholic, you know, and, but I believe that everybody has their journey. It doesn't matter what you, you believe in. I think you have your awakening, we you have your awakening and it doesn't matter. Like, it's just like a system that they use. But for me, when I, I, I uh, for fast, you know, for uh, Lent, I, I fasted uh, music. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give up music. That's going to be my my thing. And I, I noticed that my my antenna got stronger. And I started meditation around that time. I was like, wow, this is like meditation on steroids because I'm not being influenced by anything anymore. My mind actually can mm. think clear and I can see and I can make decisions a lot better. And ever since then, I've been more successful with what I want to do in life. You know, like I want to do something and I do it and it's it's with ease now. Like I don't have to fight too hard to to get stuff because I'm all, always present. Not always, right? But I, I mean, it's a struggle. But for the most part, it's like a it's a fine tuning of, of understanding what's in front of you, what's for you and what's not. And then when you have a clear mind and you're able to meditate, on a consistent basis and and I think I've 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 kind of slowed down but recently I started meditation again but during the covid I actually stopped meditation I should have I should have meditated more and I stopped and I think that was like kind of I was in a funk for like the last 2 years until this year like you know I got to stop and go back to my my ways of of I know or I already know the formula I just got to go back to it and so I like listening to people like you because it reminds me of what I had to do to continue the the journey of enlightenment and becoming a better version of myself and helping those that are near me, my family, you know, friends, acquaintances, or whatever I whatever I can do to promote some kind of enlightenment, you know, even if I'm not put it in your face, but indirectly through my actions and stuff like that. But yeah, man, uh, I think you've had a like a big change. How was your response? How did you get a lot of uh, feedback in TikTok and and in your Facebook lives and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say like, I mean, I myself have changed a lot internally, but I've understood like a lot of these concepts already. You know, I would like read a lot of books or listen to podcasts. I just, <clears throat> you know, just kind of believe that like these are good philosophies to to live a good life but you know it's probably like bullshit if i had to like you know bet my family's life on it i'd be like yeah yeah these are just like good stories but as i got to experience more of it through meditation and that's why i i mean 
like a lot of the things that you seem to really resonate with when I say them, you know, aren't like Sabo originals. It's just like me just trying to transmit whatever's coming through. And then that leads me to believe, okay, I'm not imagining like this transmission. And then it makes me like more sure that like connecting to source is one of the best ways to get what's best for your life. And so when we go back to frequencies, the thing that I realized was that depending on what channel you're on, you'll experience a certain type of life. And what I've realized is people that are on higher levels of consciousness always want to pull someone from a lower level up. But the people at the, at the lower level, if they're, they're yeah, if their tuner can't access that frequency yet, they, they just think you sound crazy. So what I've come to realize is like, like I can, I also understand like some of the stuff that you like that I say, like it could turn some people off. Like I live in a much more conservative town than I used to live in. So I've said some of these things and just like seen people's expressions go like, all right, this is some like hippie San Francisco liberal dude, <laughs> like just spewing this like hippie nonsense. Um, but, you know, the flip side is I've also known that since my goal is to always try to get as much out of the way and just be the vessel for the message that it it's not a matter of how many people engage with it. It's a matter of like just transmitting the most pure frequency so that someone like you and I could just connect on that level. And hopefully, you know, my hope is that there are more people that could connect with this frequency, but to not modulate my frequency in order to to try to grow the channel because I found that whatever happens is supposed to happen. And if it requires me to figure out more stuff then, or to have different types of experience to expand my consciousness even more than I believe, you know, uh, or my jujitsu coach, his favorite saying is you either win or you learn. And to me, that's like such a really cool way to just navigate life. And, you know, it's going back to abundance mindset. If you could really just live in the win or you learn, then you're either leveling up by learning or you're enjoying yourself winning. I love that, bro. I, I love that you said that because I think you said it in one of your tech talks and you said it right now. And I love that little phrase. Like you either live in, your, in the now and you don't lose, you actually learn. And I think that's a good uh, message you can send to like even kiddos, man. If they start understanding that at a very young age, they don't get caught up in the ego. Like I got to win, win, win. Like, no, man, like winning is learning, you know, and winning is actually not making the same mistakes again. You know, being able to wake up and like, you know what? That thought process was way off. You know, I need to really zone in and be like, no, there's more to this. I'm not in that frequency. I'm in a higher mm -hmm. frequency. It just takes a little bit of tweaking. I, I believe that when you're younger, it's harder to understand. But if you plant the seeds and you lead by example, they'll catch on like, oh, faster. And some, I, I was telling uh, uh, one of my friends that some kids that have an awakening very young, you know, at a very early age, they go through some tragedy or some trauma. And that that frequency goes to another dimension and at that point they they're awakened they're like they know what's their destiny they know what to do they reach a higher plane and i think at that point they their journey is more in alignment in the tune what they have to do in this in this dimension right but for for some of us we have to go through many maps very lots of roads and eventually we get to that pit stop we're like okay where am i going Am I really going the right way? And then somebody's like, hey, man, we've been telling you since like 
eight, 18,000 miles ago, but you never took the exit. But now, now you want the roadmap. All right, let me give you the roadmap. And then you're like, oh. And some people don't find that out till it's too late. Like when it's, you know, maybe it might be the last days of their life. I'm like, man, I could have done things differently. So it's like a yeah. trajectory for a lot of us. And I think it's just the way it's got to be. You know, I think it happens like that. But I think it has to do a lot with the algorithms that they created for us. You know, a long time ago, they figured out that this technology existed. So they want to suppress us. And you know what? Let's create these algorithms and let them get lost in the mix. And then whoever makes out makes it out, makes it out. But it's not going to be a high percentage. And now the percentages are getting larger. So, yeah. Are, are, are you uh, familiar with um, Dolores Cannon's work by any chance? No, I, no I'm not. Oh, okay, no, so wait, 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 wait. Is that the lady who talks about, it's an older lady, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yes, um, I, a little bit about her, but tell me, tell me about her. Okay, so she passed away in 2014, but she was a hypnotist, and she hypnotized tens of thousands of people, and so she would do um, past life regressions, and or she liked to call them alternate life regressions because she was also a believer in the everything, everywhere, all at once principle that all dimensions exist simultaneously. So you're just helping them access an alternate life uh lifetime that they've lived and so these would be six to seven hour sessions and the people that were under hypnosis they would always write down a series of questions and basically she would help them like channel um instead of them getting into the channel state she would help them channel and after their questions were over the people would just start like automatically speaking and so she's written 14 different books based on her just jotting down the stories of what these people have said. But this is where it gets interesting is whether it's Africa, Asia, Europe, Australia, North America, South America, they were all saying the same things about the fundamental nature of reality, that everything is all consciousness. Consciousness is frequencies, depending on which frequency you're in. Some are harmonic, some are discordant. So if you could be in harmonic frequencies, i.e. like a music producer, you know that to the highest level is that um, you could have varying experiences based on this. And so um, I find that her work is a great way to help people that might be open to these ideas, but feel like, okay, maybe I'm in my head. Maybe I just had an awakening and it feels real to me, but um, other people will think I'm crazy. It's like, no, when you start reading, reading these books and you start like, <clears throat> even though my awakening has been fairly recent, what I could say is that a lot of the stuff that I say, and that makes sense to me, it's definitely more of like a remembering than like, oh, wow, that's a new idea. It's like, oh, wait, that makes sense. I kind of remember this. And so I've just come to realize through like her work, through my own personal experiences, that if you can focus on these higher resonance harmonic frequencies, um, you'll always be able to tap into the dimensions where you are assessing more of the things that you desire versus attracting things that you don't desire. Wow. So, so by saying that, and and rest in peace, Miss Miss Dolores Cannon, right? Her name was. I've seen a lot of her YouTube and and TikToks. A lot of people share. Um, she has a lot of interesting talks, and I've tuned into some of them. But so, one question that I can ask you right now, because of you're saying that, so do you think by listening to the wrong music, you might be attracting the wrong frequency, and you might be attracting the wrong uh, lifestyle or the wrong experience 
or things that could be coming up in your life on a subconscious level that you haven't even thought about, like boom, it all resonates in that frequency or how, how does that uh, evolve? Yeah. Okay. So a great question. And so when it comes to right and wrong, it's, it's what I was shown about right and wrong is that these are constructs of what we have in our society to give us guidance of like a rule set to live by, you know, good people do this, bad people do this, but on these higher planes of consciousness, 5d, 60, 70 and above experiences are just experiences. Now there are polarities of experience, meaning is this action a service to self action or is it a service to others action? So instead of thinking about right or wrong, I like to think about service to self versus service to others and service mm. to self could be looked at as like the more masculine and intellectual, logical and rational and the service to others are more like the unconditional, intuitive, emotional. So the truth of the matter is on the higher levels of consciousness, they want all of those experiences. 100%, 100%. So if you, if you need to be the bad guy in a lifetime, no problem. If you get to be the good guy, no problem, because these are all adding well, like, to the collective consciousness of aggregate experiences. So, so, but if we think about in this lifetime, in this iteration or incarnation of myself, service to others is much more important because I know that for my own path to raise my consciousness, my service to others will be, will feel better and will allow me to elevate my consciousness much quicker. And I believe that the vast majority of people are in service to others. The vast majority of people in power are in service to self. So there's an imbalance there, but it also makes sense is who really wants to sacrifice their life to be like a politician. It tends to be service to self type people, but I believe that they're coming to an inflection point where they're realizing that trying to control, tr trying to suppress is not an enjoyable life too. And perhaps these like hippies that are meditating and raising consciousness might be something that will allow us to transcend to this next level of consciousness or collective consciousness. Collective. So I believe things with like, like social media, connecting people, um, being able to share information like this, like these ideas would like, I could only share them with so many people in real life, but because we have like social media now, Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people get to hear this message, if not more. And and I believe that each of these ideas, um, even if it doesn't change your actions, it will plant the seeds so that when you have your awakening, you will go, oh yeah, I remember that guy in that video that was saying shit about frequencies already or whatever. Like I get it now. Like now I know how to modulate my brain. And so I live in a much more conservative area now, but I found like the people here are super open to like my ideas, you know, especially when I explain them through the lens of quantum physics and they're like, okay, that's rational. That's logical. Let's see if I could tap into, you know, this, this wave instead of the particle and see if I could tap into, you know, parallel realities or, or, uh, 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 uh waves of possibility and things of that nature. Wow, man. That's, that's a beautiful download right there. I feel like, uh, like all of this is, is just, uh, through the experience you're able to you know dissect this information break it down and then able to explain it to somebody who might be a little bit skeptic and be like no let me put it in a different algorithm so you can kind of understand the formula and then you explain it in that quantum and then you give them like a little bit of feedback about how how it would you know what makes sense and they're like oh okay like i can see it from that angle you know i can see it from that angle and then 
some people will be able to understand at a higher plane once they get the gist of all that information. Like, oh, okay. So all of these experiences, a lot of these thoughts, a lot of these feelings, a lot of these uh, things that are happening for me, to me, whatever you want to call it, it's all part of that consciousness, that frequency, that uh, that higher aggregate. Like you said, those, those collective uh, experiences that are happening in a higher plane. And they just want to, they're just watching everything happen so it's not it's not like a something wrong is happening to you or something bad is happening to you it's just or something good is happening to you it's just those are the possibilities that are out there and you're living that experience so wow man so yeah. there's a lot of information for y'all man I, for me i'm like blown away by by sable's information and what he's talking about and i know that i'm gonna go back to these episodes and then just like enjoy it because um having these type of talks is not the normal conversation like i said earlier and when you're talking to somebody who has that, you know, living through it, like for you to meditate, you said three hours mm -hmm. at a time sometimes. Yeah. I feel like I would, when I was doing 60 minutes, I would lose track of time. And I would, wake, I would not wake up. Like when you're doing your meditation, you use, yeah, you wake up, you get up from your meditation. I was like, 60 minutes went by. Like, wow, that was amazing. Exactly. I, and then, so I wanted to ask you something real quick. Because I know that I've asked several people, but I'm, I've never really heard this before from anybody else. One day, I went outside, and it was around 11 in the morning, 10 in the morning. The sun was at a perfect angle. I was like, you know what? I'm going to meditate, and I'm going to sit in front of the sun, and I'm just going to meditate. Let me see what happens. I drank my tea, and I put it down, and I just had the perfect the chair, meditation, breathing, breathing, and all of a sudden, boom. Light started to flicker. The light started to change. The color just went from green to orange to red to purples to gold. And all of a sudden, man, like I lost it. And then all of a sudden I started seeing hieroglyphics coming towards me. And I'm talking about for a good five minutes. And I was just in pure awe. I was like, wow, this is amazing. So when I when I had all those downloads, I was like, uh, maybe that's how the Egyptians got all these symbols. It was like, I don't know what happened, man. But what do you think about that? Have you ever done a sun like meditation like that? Uh, to me, it just happened by pure coincidence. Nobody had ever told me to do it. I just did it by pure coincidence. Have you ever done something like that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I tend to either meditate outdoors or in a room where the sun can, can hit my skin. And, okay. you know, in my experience, when I've had visions like that, um, it has been just traveling to a higher dimensional reality and yeah, things like hieroglyphics, um, snakes, jaguars, uh, elephants, these tend to be like the types of mythical beings or not mythical beings, but, um, animals that you'll see like in these realms. And uh, it's actually quite common for people. Like when they, when they feel like you just described, like they're just sitting there and then boom, they go someplace else and, they have access to this. And so whether it's like Nikola Tesla, Da Vinci, uh, mm. the Egyptians, I believe that they were all tapping into higher dimensional realities, frequencies where they could get ideas that allow them to advance civilization wow, to the sense. next level. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, if, I mean, this is why I am willing to commit so much of my time to it because I feel that, I mean, I love learning from listening to podcasts or reading books, but having downloads through meditations, there is this deeper, like, yeah, deeper depth of 
like my own like knowingness of that information. And so as a seeker of knowledge that used to like read and like listen to podcasts and just try to intellectually understand everything, um, I feel that what you receive through meditation really gives you yeah, I mean, the best way I could describe it is just like more belief that what you're saying is like universal truth. And it's okay to say it no matter how crazy it may sound to other people, because as a universal truth, at least on some level, it will touch that person where their their inner being will know, even if their conscious brain may scoff at some of the crazy stuff that we're talking about. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. That's amazing, bro. Uh, I'm so happy you're here, Sable, man. I, I remember that you one TikTok you shared about the persist. If you resist, you persist. Can you say that oh, phrase? Yeah. I, I can't. I don't, I don't remember top from the top of my head, but I remember it was something like that. But I understood the concept of what you were saying. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that's very important. Because it's a, uh, it's a, a mindset that you can like switch it around and you know bring a lot of abundance into your life. Yeah, absolutely. So the the saying is what you resist persists. And so if you just think about like if you're resisting doing your taxes, you know, to the last minute, then you're always kind of worried about, you know, filing your taxes, it's top of mind. Or if you're trying to resist going to the gym, you know, when you're not there, you're beating yourself up. When you're there, you're not enjoying yourself. So essentially, you know, so much of life, I believe people live in resistance, or I can only speak for myself so much of my life. I've lived in resistance, just trying to do things that were fun, smoking weed, playing video games, Tony Hawk or whatever, and trying to avoid work or anything that I didn't like doing. And ultimately, what I realized, like, the more I resisted, the more I was just in my head, and not in the present moment. And, and I came to realize that the only time you're mentally suffering is when you're in your head, unless you're physically, you know, in pain. But yeah. the only time you're mentally suffering is when you're thinking about something, when you're present with people there, you're not ever uh, experiencing mentally suffering because you're present with whatever is going on. And so I started realizing that the more I resist things, putting things off, um, the more real estate they took up in my mind. And so, I mean, that saying isn't mine. I, I just heard it somewhere, but I, I very much believe it to be true that if, and this is why I tend to just try to do like the hardest things for whatever I'm supposed to do that day right away. Cause once I do those things, you know, like my mind is like, could be so carefree and be even more present. So the mental real estate of persistent, like it's, it's, it, it if you don't tackle those things that you don't want to tackle they just there and taking your real estate and your mind is always wondering to that and always like kind of like a like if you have a little cut and you don't take care of it it's like always there but if you heal it and you take care of it then you move on forward and you're able to tackle other things that come into your frequency so i love love i love that when you put it in there because i think you shared the story about the story about your daughter wanting a pet right a pet cat and yeah. you had you were resisting that like uh I'm going to be taking care of the pet and, oh, I don't want to do it because, you know, but then you're like, you know what? Let me manifest that. And that was a beautiful yeah. moment that you put on TikTok, man. So you can talk, talk a little bit about that experience. Yeah. So um, my daughter who just turned eight, we, she's been asking for a pet over the last year and, 
And we were going to get her whatever pet that she wanted, but she went from a fish to a bearded dragon to a guinea pig to a frog. And so I was, I, I, whatever she wanted, we were happy to get for her, but I just wanted her to be sure because yeah, I didn't want any abandoned animals or as you alluded to me taking Mm -hmm. care of the animal, which has been the history in our household. So yeah, I was just really resisting the idea. And then that, that weekend, my family, we went to go volunteer at an adoption event at the Cal Expo. And while we were there, my daughter was looking at all the animals. Her name is Savannah. Um, There was a Savannah cat up for adoption. And for those that don't know, I didn't know this, but Savannah cats are, uh, they're house cats bred with the African serval. The African serval is like a small leopard-like, or not a small, it's like a 50, 60 pound uh, leopard-like feline from uh, the Savannah in Africa. And so this cat will get to 35 to 40 pounds. Anyways, oh my God. <laughs> these details cat. aren't important. <laughs> the the details that are important are that, you know, I was I was resisting, like, like even though we said we were gonna get her an animal, I just kept on thinking deep down that I'd have to take care of the animal and was just kind of like putting it off. But every weekend I would be like, kind of like nervous about like what animal we would get. So when we had the opportunity to get the cat, I just checked in with my higher self. My higher self was like, yeah, you know, go for it. We went for it. We brought the cat home and this cat is just like beautiful. Um, it's like the best addition to our family, super friendly, um, takes care of himself. He likes to cuddle. He's clean. Um, and yeah, and my daughters are like, they're head over heels over these animals, being able to nurture and care for them. And so it's been great to allow them to enjoy the animals while teaching them some responsibility at the same time. That's beautiful, man. I, and I love that you said, I talked to my higher self and I guess some people have it, but they don't know that they have it because when something feels good and it feels like it's a green light, that's your higher self telling you like, no, oh, bro, this is what you got to do. This is yep. what you have to do. But some people don't have that awareness that it is that that's going on. But if you have that awareness, and I never really thought about it like that. Now that you're giving that insight, you like use that, use that skill. Like it'll give you that clarity of what to do and what not to do. Like if it doesn't feel good, it's your gut feeling. And you know, it's your higher self telling you like, Hey, no, bro, bro, watch out, watch out. That frequency is not for you. Or you know what? Yeah. Go forward, bro. This is perfect. This is an alignment. And uh, yeah. I I think that's where, where the gut feeling and the higher self all get connected in that a lineage of energies and be like, if you're in your balanced in your mindset and everything is connected, I think you're, be, you're able to make better decisions in everything that you do from buying a pet to watering the grass, to cutting the lawn, to, you know what, let me, instead of, let me, uh, instead of just me running today, I'm going to take my son out to the park and I'm going to play with him. You know, or like little things like that. You manifest these moments and those moments are within that higher self that like, man, you need to do this today. Like, it'll be better if you do this than if you do that, you know, so. Yeah, totally. And I I like the way that you explained it. Like it's a feeling because I think the way that I described it, it sounded like, hey, I was asking, hey, higher self, should I get this cat? And my higher self was like, yes, say, we'll go get the cat. It wasn't anything like that. It was more just like, hey. I'm going to just check in with myself right now and feel how I'm feeling. And so the way that it was explained to me in my meditations of why the higher self uh, explains it that way is Mm -hmm. in 3D, 
world. Uh, yeah. It's a physical reality. So we're pushing like air through our throat and then making sounds with our voice and we speak. But the and so that's the language of physical reality. But the language of higher dimensional, like 5D beings, like your higher self, is energy. So they will give you an emotion. And I would say that's probably the toughest part is if you've been someone that like when you're tired, you work through it, or like if you need to go on a vacation, you just you know, don't go on the vacation, or if you're hungry, you just power through, and then you start getting disconnected from your emotions and that internal guidance system that you were just talking about. But if you could tap back into that, then you'll realize that your emotions are actually a heuristic of your logical and rational thinking. Because yeah, if you need to like run from a predator, you shouldn't be like thinking in your head, like, what should I do? It's just like, you need that emotion to be like, run. And so I think as we become more intellectualized in our society, you know, like rational, logical thought isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I've learned long enough that you could use rationality and logic to pick whatever position you want. And so I believe like, if you could tap into your emotions, really understand like, okay, am I feeling like I really need to leave or do I'm just kind of like, this is me kind of wimping out and and, you know, what is it, you know, if you could really understand like what your emotions are telling you to me, that's the ultimate GPS system for your life. Uh -huh. I love that, bro. The ultimate GPS system. And actually I have a quick experience that I want to share uh, a few, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I had off of work. I was like, I had 30 minutes to eat and I mean, like an hour, but I was like, I got to rush and go, go, go to eat. I was in a kind of like a rush. I go to subway. I was like, oh man, I need something healthy, some somewhat healthy. Right. I get my subway sandwich. And I'm I'm talking to the people there, the sandwich maker. You know, he's like, "Hey, what's up, man? Whatever." And I, you know, so I get my sandwich and I get my coke or like the the soft drink. And I'm running, uh, kind of like walking fast, pacing towards uh to the table where I'm gonna sit. In front of me, there was uh one of my associates. He used to work with with our company or like indirectly with our company. So hey, what's going on, man? And we're talking, la la la. And I grab my cup and I try to put the lid on it and boom i knocked the lid on and everything flew and i was like oh man i just made a big old mistake you know like oh and then i was like we were talking and i was like you know what man i think that's a i told my my friend in front of me he's like hey man i think it's a sign for me to slow down right he's like, oh yeah, yeah he's an older guy he's like yeah man you need to relax slow down like enjoy your food you know like, and then the, the I, I told the subway guy like hey man can you can you clean this for me please i'm so sorry man i dropped the, the the you know my soft drink and it's all over the place and i want no no one to fall it's like no i'll clean it right now and and i was kind of like this is the whole time he wouldn't show up so i noticed that i was like i need to relax like he'll he'll be there you know and then i was talking to my friend there and he's like no yeah relax you know like i was and then i told my higher self you know like yeah, man, you need to, you need to, you need to relax. You just relax and take it thought by thought. Don't rush into things. Don't, you know, just relax. Then the, the subway guy came and we all had a talk and we were talking about, you know, being present, you know, and, and relax and, you know, it, take your time, you know, when you're doing stuff. And, and we had a great conversation right there. And I was like, you know what, man, when I was younger, I told him I had an experience where, I had a download to not do something and I kept on doing it and I didn't listen to the GPS system to like take the exit and stay chill. So I eventually did something that I didn't want to do and I ended up crashing my car. And that night I had like three or four times that I, my heart was telling me like, bro, chill, like don't stay. Like, and I wouldn't listen. 
I didn't, I didn't listen to the gut feeling, bro. Suppressing it, suppressing it. And I went back to that moment. I told him, I was like, no, now that I'm older, I'm actually, now I need to pay attention again to those, that higher self, that, that intuition, that gut feeling. Long story short, or story, <laughs> how do they say it? Uh, story short, long. I don't even know how to say it. But yeah, you you, you said it right. You said it right. You said it right. Long no, story no, short. but like the opposite way, like long story short, and they say something else. Okay. I don't even know what to say, but you know what I mean? Um, supposedly like uh these guys were like no yeah just let's just take it chill and then my wife showed up out of the blue and we're eating there she's just looking at me eating like i told her what happened she's like oh man you just gotta relax you know we're having a good talk but yeah man and and, it, and i feel like when you get those downloads if you if you pay attention then the, you won't make the same mistakes i mean i don't saying that dropping the liquid was a mistake but just it's just like an analogy for what's coming up you know like hey relax it's just take it day by day man don't you don't have to push too hard, you know. You need to, yeah. you need to let the the journey, you know, guide you. You don't, you don't have to rush through all these different roads. You're still gonna get there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm a big believer that like you have to be very kind to yourself through your spiritual evolution because you'll start discovering a lot of things. Like, hey, I mean, I can't believe I I was so triggered or so easily triggered by just things that really aren't that important, but you know, that is the whole evolution or the whole reason why we're even here to have this experience of not knowing something, realizing we made a mistake, being presented with that experience one more time and having the ability to choose, am I going to react the same way or am I going to be a more evolved version of myself? And, you know, I think a lot of people or not a lot of, I'll just speak for myself is as I was evolving spiritually, like if I got mad and while I was driving, you know, some, I would find myself like beating myself up for, for like getting mad about like someone at the stop sign. But I realized like, yeah, actually when you become more spiritually aware, you notice a lot more of the good things, but you also notice a lot more of like the fucked up shit that's going on, you know, but you have 100%. the capacity to be aware of like your own reaction. And, you know, that's where I see the beauty of like just being bought into the spiritual mentality whichever way you find it and um just using life as a video game to learn and evolve and level up and continue to have uh challenging yet enjoyable experiences beautiful beautiful man and we're gonna get close to the wrapping up section i think i have five minutes left and i don't want to keep you up right. too long but i want you to share one positive message about abundance and you can share it however you want because you have so such a beautiful gift to explain that to the masses brother so go ahead and talk about that yeah thank you thank you so yeah abundance has definitely become a word that's been top of mind for me and when i think about abundance or when i like to explain abundance to people i like to explain abundance in a more wide practical manner which is um, not just financial abundance but abundance of time opportunity friendships community resiliency, creativity, um, just good people coming into your life. And what I found is that when I was teaching manifestation, you know, I really wanted to be able to teach it from the respect that you don't get what you want, but you get who you are. So if you can become whole and complete within yourself, you'll manifest more wholeness and completeness in your life. And I believe the best way 
to do that is to get into the abundant mindset of whatever situation I'm in, you know, I chose this on some level to experience this. So what am I going to learn and how am I going to allow this to allow me to expand instead of contract? And I believe that if you could stay in that abundant mindset, you'll see more of abundance of friendships, creativity, resiliency, insightful ideas, creative ideas. And if you could stay in that frequency, then financial abundance um, is inevitable. But in my experience, it tends to come last because that is the test. Because most people are like, okay, I'll stay in a high vibe or frequency as long as I'm going to be more abundant. But that's not the point of practicing that. The point is practicing being in joy, being in that abundant mindset, regardless of what your external reality is showing. Mm -hmm. And because of that, your external reality starts shifting where you manifest and attract who you are, not necessarily what you want. So that is what I'd love to leave your audience with. Beautiful, man. And and we say the audience, it's our audience. Uh, we're speaking to through different speakers, headphones, cars, through the podcast world, through the different mediums and beautiful, beautiful words. Thank you so much, Mr. Sabo Shen. You are a master. And like, I love the frequency you shared with me today. And I am so grateful. There's a lot of gratitude for you, man, for being here. Um, you didn't have to go out of your way, right? Like it's everybody has busy lives and all that stuff, but you did it for me, man, and the and the people in this frequency. And one of the ways I like to end the episode is uh, by showing gratitude, you know, and I and grateful for a lot of the things that happened today. I was able to take my kid to the park, you know, and we enjoyed the we had a great talk with one of the dads there. We're enjoying it. And you know, yeah, let me text Sable that it's going to be central time. I hope he's in, I was like, I hope, I didn't know if you were in the East Coast, Central or or, or West Coast, but now I know that you're in the West Coast. So you're like at seven o'clock, whether it's 7.30, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yep, 7.30. I'm so sorry that maybe I, I took you out of your schedule and I thank you so much for for being here, man. I'm I'm so grateful. And one of the last things I like to say is, is our slogan that was coined by my cousin, my one of my best cousins. He's in the Valley in Dorado, Texas, over here in McAllen. And uh, he said, Eric, this is not a brand. You're not sharing a brand, man. I was like, what do you what do you mean? He's like, you're not a brand. We're a frequency. And then I was like, bro, I love that slogan. I'm going to use it. So. From that point on, back in 2020, I think it was the latter part of 2020, I was like, that's going to be my ending. Like, we're not a brand. We're a frequency. And Love it. Yeah. And the, we're not a brand is just like, just to say it, but we know we're a brand, right? But more importantly, we are a frequency. And mm -hmm. it's beautiful, man. We're sharing the love. You're sharing the love here with us today. Thank you so much for your time. And we'll see you again on another episode, man, because I know I would love to talk to you again. If you would love to come back, I, I would, you know, love to have you on, man. Thank you so much. And when we wrap it up right now, please don't leave. I just want to give you another extra thanks, man. Peace. Right now. But peace, folks. We're not a brand. We're a frequency. See you in the next one. Awesome.